to Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 24. Matthew 11, 20 through 24, as we read. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done. Of course, you know we're talking about Jesus. Because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. I've never heard a sermon on these verses right here. I will admit that in Bible reading, I have read through these verses. It has definitely raised an eyebrow over what I was hearing, and my curiosity was up. But I read through them many times before I stopped to study to see what's going on here. And the things that that sound so outrageous here, it, it took a while before I sat down to take a look to see what this was all about. Now, this isn't what the message is about, but, but I want to start out with a thought and a question that you have hardly, probably heard from people in the world, and that is, what about those who have possibly never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ in in these certain areas of the world well I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that and I'm not going to try to satisfy the answers of people who are not truly seeking the answer to that but I will say what satisfies me and what should satisfy you is what is said in Genesis chapter 18 and verse 25 shall not the judge of all the earth do right we can leave that right there with our god you know the question that that the kind of people that ask that should be asking is what about people who have heard the gospel or who have had opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and they either refuse to hear it, refuse to walk into the, to the church that's almost on every corner and hear it, or they do hear it and they reject it. Well, we're going to learn something along the lines of that thought tonight. As we consider those that were right there in the day of Jesus Christ 
as he walked this earth, in the last three and a half years on earth, he had his three and a half year earthly ministry. Can you imagine being there for the Sermon on the Mount? There were a lot of people that were there. There were Christians. There were, there were those who heard about the sermon. There were a lot who heard it. Then, then he came down. Jesus came down to the people of Capernaum. Jesus healed from a distance just by the spoken word in that day. Jesus raised Peter's mother-in-law out of a bed of sickness and, and gave healing to her. The wind and the sea obeyed Jesus. He walked upon the water. Can you imagine being in that day and time and seeing these things happening? He cast demons out, in, out of the people. In Capernaum, he forgave the man of his sins who was sick of the palsy, and then he healed him. Praise God for our Lord and Savior. He healed the woman who, was, who had an issue of blood for 14 years. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He showed compassion upon multitudes. He miraculously fed the hungry. He shared the truth of heaven. Everything that the Father gave to him, he shared that truth in love, mercy, and grace. He showed the goodness of God to all of the people around. You know, the Bible says in Romans 2, 4, that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Peter said that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Here we have a charge against the people of some cities here. Verse 20 said, Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. I like the simple definition of repentance being a change of mind leads, and there's more to it than that, leads to a change of heart, which leads to a change of life. Repentance. And Jesus is addressing some cities here. Chorazin, Bethsaida, and also Capernaum. These were cities around the Sea of Galilee. Really close around the mighty works of our Lord. And they, they heard the truth. From Jesus, they heard all about Jesus. Many saw the works of Jesus. They witnessed, they witnessed His miracles, but they never trusted in Him, repenting of their sins. We're not about to go into something about which one comes first and all that. If I shot this beautiful new screen in the wall, you're not about to dissect and tell me whether the bullet goes through the screen or whether the hole is formed first. But within the work of salvation in the heart, there is a work of repentance that goes on. A change of mind about the Savior. A, the, a change of mind about sin which leads to a change of heart, which leads to a change of life. These cities, right there around the works of Jesus and the presence of Jesus, religious cities, you would call them, 
they never repented. They never trusted in the Lord. Jesus was wonderful to the people in these cities. He wowed the people of these cities. But now Jesus says woe to the people that are in these cities. They had numerous opportunities to be reconciled to God. They had many, many times they could have trusted in the Lord as, they, as their Savior. But they continually refused Him and rejected Him. And now Jesus is reproving these cities and He's rebuking these cities. And the way He does it, He compares these cities to these Old Testament wicked cities such as Tyre and Sidon, these cities that were full of idolatry and haters of God and the things of God. What they did know about God, they hated God. They didn't know as much as these other cities, but what they did know, they wanted no part of it. And he compares Capernaum, you could call Capernaum the hometown of Jesus in a lot of ways, and he compares this city with Sodom. I, I do not have to explain what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Every one of you know what went on there, and every one of you know what happened to those cities. Those cities were completely destroyed. It's pretty interesting to hear about all of these older Bible cities where artifacts have been dug out of the ground. And so, you know, that's the place where this city was. And it's really neat to, for those discoveries to have been made. And to my knowledge, in this day and time, there have been no discoveries, no artifacts of those cities that were destroyed. No sign of where they could possibly be. And this city, which was really close around the things of Jesus, this city, Capernaum, is, is spoken of as having a judgment come upon them that is going to be, that is going to be worse than the judgment that comes upon Sodom. Well, we're in an age of grace and mercy. We're not in an age of the law in the Old Testament. Praise God, He's dealing with people differently than He dealt with people back then. Praise God that, that He's dealing with people differently than in the time that the that some money was brought for for the for the missions and it was it was from land of the of the owners and and it was all supposedly given to the work of the ministry this is what we sold the land for this is what we're offering and then they died just like that because it wasn't the full portion of the money. What a wonderful day and time that we live in. In the sense 
that God is not dealing with people the way He used to. He is not giving people what they deserve. He is so good to us and He gives us what we do not deserve. The Bible says He maketh His Son to rise on the evil and on the good. And He sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. While Jesus is full of goodness today... He's full of grace for us all. The good news of the gospel is going out to everyone. I am so encouraged whenever we have missionaries come to the church and they tell us about how many languages the gospel is going out in to all of these different places who have not had the gospel. It's wonderful that the good news is spreading out into all the world and it has been for a long time. God's so good to His people. Have some not heard it in faraway places right now? Well, we will leave that with God who will give a perfect and fair judgment when that day comes. Whatever that judgment is, we'll leave it with God. Tyre, Sidon, and Sodom, they will have a judgment that will come to them from God. Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, they will also have a judgment before God one day. Those cities, after the mighty, miraculous works of the Lord Jesus Christ, as He spoke truth from heaven to all of those cities, all of those cities heard this, they will have their judgment one day. And they will receive a more severe judgment For having known of the truth and been around the truth, it will be a more severe judgment for knowing of the Redeemer and rejecting the Redeemer. No repentance. There was no change of mind. There was no salvation, which means there was no change of heart. There was no change of life. There was nothing done. There was, I would say there was judge, there's going to be a more severe judgment for doing nothing about Jesus with what they had, but that would be incorrect because no one does nothing about Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit is calling all to trust in the Lord. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Everyone makes a decision about Jesus, whether to receive Him or whether to reject Him as their Lord and Savior. You can't do nothing about Jesus. But these cities, they were, they were exposed. They were around the things of God. And they didn't trust in the Lord. You know, today you and I have a full, accurate, perfect recording of the things of God and Jesus Christ in the Word of God. A recording of truth to put enough faith in anyone's heart that they might trust in Jesus, repenting of their sins, being saved from their sins. 
the good news of the gospel, this dynamite is going out now and it's able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost so that one might go from dead in sins to alive unto God to become a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's some Christians here right now and I don't know I'm sure you do what what I do sometimes. When I hear the gospel, it never gets old to me. When I think about what's coming for those who rejected it, but I but I praise God that I've trusted in Jesus and I reminisce back to that day, that time that I trusted in the Lord as my Savior. Oh, happy day when Jesus washed my sins away. It happened in my life. I'm so thankful for that, and and so are you. Those who are thinking about that that day that the Lord changed them, a day that you'll never forget, the most important day of your life, more important than your wedding day, more important than the day your children were born, the day that God saved you and He did a work of salvation in your heart and you chose Jesus and you trusted Him as Lord and Savior. He saved you and repentance took place within you. And sin that you may have loved before, you could love no more. You, you didn't become perfect. You're not perfect yet. We're not going to be perfect till we get to heaven. But a change took place in our lives. Oh, happy day. But Capernaum, they saw the truth. They knew the truth of God's salvation and what it was. And there's a charge against them that this this working change never happened in their lives. They never trusted in the Lord. They never experienced the Lord. They never experienced that repentance. And remember Capernaum again. Because this is a big point. This is a big point in their judgment. And that was they were very close to the things of God. Heaven was shown to them through Christ right in their sight. But they never trusted in the Lord. You know... There's a message here that we're sharing here on a Sunday night where you think that it's just the core of the church here. And, and I like sharing it in the sense that, that I do not hear this much and, and, and we like hearing something different maybe. But there's also something here for the unsaved. But, but there's also something here for those who have, who have been in church a long time, maybe thinking they're saved. This message is for those who have been around the things of God. Those who are familiar with a church service. Maybe you can sing a lot of the hymns with the book closed. Maybe there's some knowledge of the Bible. You possibly come from a Christian home, perhaps, but you have never trusted in Jesus experiencing the repentant work and change in your life. You know, John the Baptist, he went through the wilderness and he went preaching a message and that message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Now, he didn't only preach repentance. You'll find in Acts chapter 19, verse 4, that John the Baptist was saying, believe on him that should come after him. He was preaching, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and repent. Jesus came along and he, and he preached, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Or in other words, change your mind about me. Experience the change that comes with trusting in me. You know, we surely aren't born believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Not, not intimately, not in a relationship. It, it, it's, it's not there. There's not the embracing of the Son of God and cherishing the gospel. And that's because we've all been born with a sin nature. We've all been corrupted with that sin of Adam in rebellion against God. And so there's this change that takes place of repentance when we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And a lot of you have very possibly reminisced over that glorious day tonight. But I ask you this evening, when did you repent? When did you Experienced that change of mind that led to a change of heart that led to a change in your life. When do you, did you experience that full assurance and peace of that blessed salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that you're going to heaven? I can relate this to this day and time because I think back to the time I was saved. I was saved right here in this town and in the church down the road, and there is a wonderful woman in church. She, she would have got the best dressed award every Sunday if they would have given those out. She was, she was one that you would find there early before Sunday school, her and her husband having coffee maybe before church started. She would be in church tonight on Easter Sunday night. Her husband passed away and she moved on to another church. And I heard that the church she moved on to had a revival. And the topic of the revival was hell. They weren't trying to win a popularity contest or, or bust the numbers through the roof with that title. Were they? God bless them for it, though. A revival titled hell. And about halfway through the week, this precious woman who I saw in church all her life. Well, I didn't see her in church all her life. She had been in church all her life. And, and, and the little time that I knew her, she was always there. Well, the preacher's wife of the revival, she got up and she spoke and gave testimony. Gave her testimony one night. And she gave testimony about growing up in church and she trusted in Jesus. Uh, she made a profession of faith in Jesus as her Savior. She was baptized and then she grows up and lo and behold, she marries a man that gets called to preach. And he starts preaching. And, and she's the pastor's wife. And she's teaching Sunday school. She's teaching little kids. And she said that she realized... After all that was going on, she was a good preacher's wife. Faithful, faithful to the work, walking through the work. But she found out she had never truly trusted in Jesus as her Savior, experiencing repentance. 
being born again in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that gave this woman that I knew the courage to stand up in her late 70s in the middle of those people. And God saving her after spending almost all of her life in church. She passed away and went to heaven a few years after that. Spent almost all of her almost 80 years in church, but was a born again child of God, having repented of her sins in three years of spiritual life on this earth. I also heard a story of a man that was going to preach at a, at a breakfast meeting on a Saturday morning. It was about an hour away. He hated to be late, so he left about an hour and a half early. And he glanced at the directions. Looked real simple. Go down the highway, you take this exit and you turn, and, and, and before you even go one block, here's the church right here. No problem. He takes off. And he finds the exit. He takes the exit and he turns and he's looking within a block. He doesn't see a church at all. He goes a little ways down the road to a gas station and he says, I'm looking for this church. Can you tell me where this church is? Yes, you didn't go far enough. It's a little further down the road. So he gets back in his car. He's going down the road. He starts leaving the city. He starts to see cows in a pasture. He's getting antsy. He's getting nervous. He rolls down his window at the red light and he looks over into the other car and he says, I'm looking for this church. Can you tell me where this church is? Yeah, you didn't go far enough. It's a little further down the road. He goes a little further and he, he says, hold on. It was supposed to be within one block of the highway. There's no way this is right. So he, he sits down and he Instead of glancing at the directions, he looks at the directions more clearly. He had taken a left off the highway, and he should have taken a right. So he goes back, goes right underneath the highway. There it is, right there. He, he listened to others, and what others had to say about this, and what others had to say about that. But when he looked at the directions, he clearly found... What he was looking for. And God's true, clear salvation couldn't be any easier. You can find it right here in God's Word. However, there are many that go through this life all around the things of God and the testimonies are there. They haven't found God's true salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Even those that have been so close to the things of God. Jesus says at the end of this chapter, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is a clear invitation in God's Word to come to Jesus. So for someone to leave God's people in God's house, singing God's songs, hearing God's word over and over without knowing God's salvation, this is something that happens. 
Capernaum will have a more severe judgment than Sodom for being around the things of God, having never trusted Him. There's some scripture in the Bible that will get you to thinking and get you to studying where it says, Some will be beaten with few stripes and some will be beaten with many stripes. The more we know, the more we hear from God's Word, the more accountable we are. Well, it's good to share a portion of Scripture. It's good to be able to look through something as children of God and know what it's talking about there. And it's very good for you here tonight if you're here and you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been religious. You have been around the things of God. You have, you have fallen into doing what the Christian thing is, but you haven't been done and made a Christian by God yet because you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ repenting of your sins. Is that you here tonight? Are we all just thinking back on that glorious day, oh happy day, when Jesus washed our sins away? It wasn't in, it wasn't in a baptistry that it happened. It wasn't by anything good that we have done. In verse 11 of chapter 11 right there, you will find that, that John the Baptist was looked at as, as the greatest one that's ever been born of woman, but he is less than the least in the kingdom of heaven. So no one's going to be good enough to get there. We can't be religious enough. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Has He washed your sins away? Have you had that experience in your life that has been a change of mind, that has led to a change in your heart, that has led to a change in your life? This time is for you. We're going to have a word of prayer, and it's your time for whatever God has done in your heart and made you aware of tonight. Maybe you're celebrating that salvation that God gave you many years ago. Maybe you're sincerely pondering and, and searching what's going on in a conviction in your heart. Whatever it may be, let us pray and let God have His way with you tonight. Most kind and gracious, most holy Lord, we come before you this evening, dear God. We want to praise you for a day we've had to celebrate you, that you have, that you have risen, dear God. And because you rose to life, we can have life, eternal life, Lord. And I want to thank you for a personal relationship with you. I want to thank you for knowledge of a judgment that is coming. I want to thank you for a difference that a judgment can make depending on what we've been exposed to, what we've heard, and what we've known. And dear God, you love the entire world and you gave your own begotten Son for, for all of us. And dear God, you're drawing all that they might trust in you as Lord and Savior. If there's one here tonight who has never experienced your saving grace, Lord, may you save their soul this evening. Have your way with us tonight, Lord, during this time of invitation. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Page number 330. 330. You're all rise.